Welcome to the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking, your source for optimized health system operations. The Patient Flow Podcast is designed to be an ongoing conversation about the strategic concerns for healthcare enterprises today. On today's episode of the Patient Flow Podcast, we share part two of our conversation with Cynthia Norman Bay, Director of Customer Experience, and Marina Chocolin, Nursing Operations Data Analyst at Adventist Health Glendale in Glendale, California. Let's listen in. I think that we quickly realized, and I think that uh, nursing supervisors quickly realized, is that when you have someone that's making those calls to the sending physician, whether it's because, oh, we forgot the face sheet, or may I get the authorization number, or um, may I, you know, find out if there's any other special instructions or an order that you need to send, even something as simple as those transfer center service coordinators making those calls to the sending facility and ensuring that there is an accepting physician has been so time-saving for them. Um, Many of them have communicated that in the beginning they thought, you know, we're not sure that this is going to work. And now just a short, is it three months, Marina? Just a short three months later, I've been in some of the nursing supervisor meetings in the last two weeks and 100% it is an asset for them. 100% they appreciate the transfer center. That's great. And that actually leads into my next question because uh, setting up that transfer center, that was certainly a significant change and everybody knows change can be hard. And those changes impacted multiple departments. What are some of the things that you did to help break down silos between departments and encourage engagement amongst the staff? Well, we're actually still doing that, (laughs) just so you know. (laughs) Um, The main thing uh, that I I know that people really, really want, and that's me, that's you, that's Marina, we want to feel like our contributions, number one, count, particularly if we're not going to be doing the same work functions. And we also want to feel like even if we're not involved in moving forward in those contributions that we are able to provide our input so that the things that we implemented that work so well um, don't go away. So one of the things that we've been doing and it'll continue to happen is we have calls, um, if not every week, every other week. Um, We have updates every week. We keep the line of communication open. In some ways, my role and Marina's role is to mediate all parties so that we keep our team synergy and we keep performing as well as we are performing. So in answer to your question, I think it's just that being that objective person or voice or function that gets what everybody feels, whether it's the transfer center, whether it's the nurse supervisor, whether or not it's our stroke coordinator or our registration team, and saying we're all on this journey together and nothing is an issue and everything is an opportunity. How did you manage physician relations and expectations as this has unfolded? 
So in the midst of trying to pull all of this together in the project implementation team and making sure that everybody felt connected to the greater cause, um, I knew that I needed to reach out to our physicians relations team at some point sooner rather than later. So probably about six weeks into the project implementation, I had it on my to-do list, but I didn't really need to. One of the physician relations manager called me up. She knew this was going on. She had heard from her vice president of physician relations that this was going on. We got together. We mapped out a plan of communication, one part going door to door with our, we started off with a flyer that says our transfer center is coming. And then when we went live that very next day, we switched it up and said, our transfer center is here. And what we added to the transfer center is here flyer is the toll-free number. So we kind of um, did a grassroots approach. And between myself and the physician's relations manager, we tried to hit as many of our doctor's offices kind of face-to-face. Um, the person who's doing that, her name is Rita, she continues to carry the torch. She sends out flyers, she meets with our physicians, that's one of her roles, and she makes sure that she keeps us in the loop and we keep her in the loop. We noticed um, that our physician, doctor, um, office admissions are the highest uh, number of calls or volume. Um, and that was something that we did not see before. Very successful story due to the relations, uh, physician relations manager who willingly, graciously um, helped us with disseminating the information and communicating to every doctor. You had talked about the, the power of the data that you now have and how you're using that to drive decision making and implement changes. Can you talk in more detail about some of the reports that you're using? Uh, things like number of accepts versus uh, declines, uh, the payer mix of your patients. Well, I want to give kudos to teletracking. Teletracking oh, yeah. oh, is just an amazing application and the availability of vast data from every single detail, from every area of metrics that we're interested. Uh, what I do currently is that our um, the transfer uh, application data is exported into a Tableau, which is an analytics application, uh, very interactive, um, live, provides great vis visualization. Uh, we do have dashboards from very high level to very low level detail from insurance, patient information, physician, facility, reasons. We do have it broken down into total number of calls, the number of accepted versus declined or canceled. We were able to create that very specific categorization of declined by glandular advantage versus overall canceled, where that can automatically point out opportunities or where we missed an opportunity. We can focus on those areas and improve. The data um, is just incredible. Uh, the, the way we were able to project from the previous month performance to uh, and from our goal live to our current uh, information gets updated daily. It is available on the uh, 
Tableau community site. Uh, the nursing leaders are available to you as well as the executive team. I know you've launched your transfer center in mid-December and uh, you've been seeing some really dramatic results that prior to launching it, you typically averaged 30 direct admissions per month. So in the first 17 days, that had jumped to 66 direct admissions and that in January 2017, those numbers increased further to 141 calls and 100 accepted admissions. Who are you sharing your results with and, and why? Um, we are sharing our results with our senior executive team, um, who, again, have been so engaged in telling us what they think about it, which they love what Marina's done, telling us things that they'd like to see, and even discussing at some point making it more of a regional um, tool for the southern region, which we are a part of. So it's Glendale Adventist Medical Center, White Memorial, Simi Valley, and San Joaquin. One of the things that I have really appreciated about Marina is that all you have to do is say, hey, can you try to insert, say, not just uh, the costs that were associated with the charges, but the projected reimbursement. And I want to say like within a day or so, she was able to build that into Tableau and associate it with the volume. We've been averaging, so now we have three months of data, so I can say our average acceptance is about 110 patients over the last three months. That's like a 300% improvement upon what we had last year and probably in 2015. So you have this fantastic momentum going on right now. What are some of the things you're planning to do to keep that going? For me, I think that when you, I consider this that Glendale Adventist Medical Center has just implemented a new business, a new service. So what do people want when they're part of a new business or a new service? I think they want to feel appreciated. I think they want to, to know that we, we appreciate that they are utilizing us in this first ever transfer center. So we are continuously looking at ways to show appreciation to our, our physicians in our ascending hospitals. But at the same time, there's a scope of services that the transfer center is going to be um, involved in implementing. So our next go round is we're right now only focused on bringing patients here. But what happens when we have a child at Glendale Adventist Medical Center in our ED that needs to have an inpatient stay, and that child is under the age of 16. We are not licensed for children, so our next phase is going to be taking those children that have been treated in our ED to a higher level of care where they are licensed to accept children. Um, our sister hospital, White Memorial, of course, is one of the places that we would probably recommend that you know, patients with small children send their families, but of course it's also up to the family. So our next scope of service will, will involve outbound transfers from our emergency department. Thank you for listening to the Patient Flow Podcast powered by Teletracking. 
In the coming weeks, we look forward to bringing you insightful conversations with the leading experts in patient flow and industry best practices to help ensure patients across the healthcare continuum get the right care in the right place at the right time.